Hi, welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. I'm Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Ruminant Nursingware's Pump and Nurse Collection. All-in-one products that you can both breastfeed as well as pump hands-free in. And today's episode is also brought to you by Fairhaven Health. With the Milky's Milk Tray, you can freeze your breast milk into one-ounce sticks, so you can thaw just the right amount for each feeding. And we'll hear more from our sponsors later after, um, I think we have a review of the week. We do. We have a review of the week. And this one comes from Chastain Nelson. This is on iTunes. And she says, it's kind of long, but that's okay. I wish I would have found this podcast earlier. I've been listening now for a few months, and this is all I listen to. I even go back and replay episodes. My daughter is now 16 months and still nursing strong with no end in sight. I remember very clearly the day we were going to be discharged, and I was day three postpartum, and the pediatrician came in to see us, and he told me that since her bilirubin was high, that I was going to have to formula feed, that I could not breastfeed her. I broke down in absolute tears, three days into my breastfeeding journey, and he told me I couldn't do it. I was absolutely <sighs> devastated. A few moments later, the student nurses came in to me, bawling my eyes out because of the doctor. Luckily, they calmed me down. They sent the IBCLC in to talk to me, and she told me I was going to keep going because my daughter was nursing strong. I wish I had this podcast when I started out so I could have told that pediatrician to stick it where the sun doesn't shine. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, ladies, for spreading all the wonderful knowledge. And we did an episode recently on jaundice, so this is such a great, like, you know, I don't even know the word I want to say because my so like an affirmation yes, that doctors that. are saying these things mm-hmm. like it's true. They're going around saying you can't breastfeed because your baby has jaundice. Right. No. And this <sighs> mama like was crushed by that. And I am so glad that somebody was there to walk in and be like, no, this is OK. You're you know, you're going strong and that you listen to that and, and realize that you were doing really great because that can be just devastating and it yes uh, it's totally devastating it's always devastating to tell somebody that they're not going to be able to breastfeed when that's what they want to do right that's just Uh, devastating and like you don't say that unless you have like really good proof that like that's not going to happen exactly so good for you i'm glad you kept going thank you for listening to us thank you for the story and we definitely want to hear your reviews um if you Put them on iTunes if you can do that, if that's how you listen. It really does help us a lot. Um, I mean, the podcast, we put this out for free, and the reviews are like, they boost us on iTunes. Like, I have no idea how what iTunes does, but they they look at those reviews, and it really helps us. So thank you so much for yeah, what you're Yeah, it's like something out. about, like, it boosts it higher in the search. Like, if people go in and search breastfeeding or something like that, like, it'll come up higher like if we have more reviews i think tom explained it once but i don't remember yeah so it's so thank you you are helping us when you leave those reviews um if you don't have itunes and you just want to send us a review or ideas or anything like that you can always email us or send us an instagram message or any of those things and we love to hear we love to hear your experience and we love to hear what you like about the podcast that helps us a lot so thank you yes thank you thank you thank you and today, we are going to talk about reflux because oh my I've God. had it with reflux. Had it, people, <laughs> with reflux. <laughs> but so reflux is one of those things where it's so, 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 so common for babies. Like they all, I feel like they all have it to some degree or another. But it just depends on how much it's going to bother the baby, how severe it is 
how it's handled. Um, but often if you go to your pediatrician and you say, okay, the baby's got reflux, or I think the baby has reflux, or maybe your pediatrician says, I think your baby has reflux. Often they'll just like put them on some medication and that's it. But there's a lot more that we need to discuss about reflux because a lot of it is the education behind it. And if you are informed about it, that can help you feel a lot better and not medicate your baby. So Uh, that's kind uh of why we're doing this. And there's a lot of um, information out there about reflux that could be incorrect or maybe old, like anything that has to do with breastfeeding. Sometimes some of those anecdotes are just not current or not good research or not good evidence. So we're going to talk a little bit about that too. Now with reflux, what you see with that is like fussy babies spitting up. Um, and we we did an episode on spitting up quite a long time ago. And we talked about how like babies that spit up, like that's not a crisis. And we look at that as like, oh my gosh, my baby spit up. But they don't feel like we do when we throw up. You know, it's not the same thing, yeah, really. It's just like coming back up. Like their muscles and all that stuff isn't even developed and And it's just kind of like free flowing up and down this (laughs) and it and like one of the things that i um i pulled out to read it was actually in that article i sent you that has a really good definition or really good like explanation analogy of um reflux so i'm going to read that but what it really comes down to and i tell parents this all the time that the muscle between the stomach and the esophagus is weak and when you have a preemie baby or a baby that's a little early, it's going to be even more so because they're more immature than your 40-weeker. But that is a weak muscle. So if the baby gets a belly full of milk and you lay them down to change their diaper or to put them to sleep or whatever, it's just going to come back up. It's yeah. just going to. Like, you can't – they can't help it. So that is kind of what reflux is. But if it's happening all the time and it's causing them pain because of the acid that's coming up, you're going to definitely know, okay, the baby's having a harder time with this because they're in pain. And you can tell they're in pain because they're crying, a different kind of cry. But the way that it was explained is lower esophageal valve or sphincter, the structure that prevents the reflux of the contents of the stomach to the esophagus. In babies, it is not closed. So they have a lot of reflux and this is expected. It's expected. This is not like, oh my gosh, my baby has this horrible disease. This is expected. It is no surprise to anybody. Imagine a canister of juice with a straw. In an upright position, no juice comes out of the straw. If you squeeze the box, juice comes out of the straw. If you pour the box, juice comes out of the straw. This is exactly what happens when your baby's stomach contracts or when he lies down or shakes the juice from the canister. Stomach runs down the straw, esophagus. So if you feed your baby, you lay them down, the milk comes up. If you feed your baby, you lay him down, and then you go to change his diaper, and you're putting his legs up, and you're, you know, like, moving them all around or whatever, yeah, it's going to come up. Like, that's just normal. And a lot of times people will say, if I ask them, is your baby spitting up, say, oh, yeah, all the time. Or they'll say, come to me and say, the baby's spitting up a lot. I always ask, well, when are you seeing the spitting up? Oh, usually I'll change a diaper and it'll be there. Okay. That's reflux type spitting up. That's normal. You know, like that's to be expected. And a lot of times parents will just say, 
oh, I'll pick up the baby from a nap and I'll see that it was like a little wet spot there and they spit up, but they never even heard it happen. They didn't know what happened. It just happens. Like that's not a, a big deal. Your baby's fine. They're not crying. It's not causing them pain. It's just happening. So that mm-hmm. is normal stuff. And the way we kind of get around that is we always say, you know, maybe hold them upright after feeds for a little while, maybe, you know, in a calmer environment where they're digesting, you know, you're just kind of like snuggling with them, but leaving them upright so that their body can digest it a little bit better and easier. Babies that are breastfed tend to have less reflux. And that one of the reasons behind that is because the breast milk digests so quickly and easily for them. It doesn't sit in their stomach. So the faster everything goes through their system, the less reflux you're going to have. Right. I mean, yeah, only makes sense, you know, and we know that breast milk digests pretty easily for babies. Um, some things like there's reflux and then there's GERD too. So reflux Uh, is like, okay, you know, they're spitting it up, but whatever. But GERD is more like they're, it's kind of coming up, but it's not coming out. You know, so you might hear oh, them uh-huh. kind of like raspy or they sound congested or they're um, like kind of gurgly sounding um, or you might hear it come up, but then it doesn't come out and they just swallow it back down again. That's more of like a GERD thing. So sometimes people don't refl- realize that that's, you know, related to reflux. The spitting up. A lot of times people don't realize like, oh, okay, the baby was never spitting up. So I didn't think they had reflux, but they could be having reflux symptoms without the spitting up. That's normal. Um, True, true, true reflux for a baby is like they're not gaining weight because they're not feeding because they're so uncomfortable. Uh, and that's not something that you see all the time, but a lot of times people just kind of go, oh yeah, the baby has reflux, but they're totally fine. You know, um, we tend to see doctors medicating babies very, very quickly. You know, if, a, if the mom says, oh, the baby's, you know, fussy, spitting up, fussy after feeds, they won't lay down. I can't lay them down to go to sleep. Then they'll go, okay, here, we'll, we'll medicate them. And then they'll just automatically put them on this medication. And we don't know, like, do the, some, some people are saying now that, that medication going forward has implications or it's not even really research-based or evidence-based necessarily to be the, the, you know, the problem solver. Yeah, so, I mean, I feel like this is where, like, this is where the whole lack of lactation training comes in, mm-hmm. because it's not, you know, they don't have that, doctors don't have that training, medication is their comfort zone, they have training in that, and so that's, like, that's going to be their go-to, like, you know, method of treating it, when, if we get right. a lactation consultant involved, maybe we can avoid that. So... Some of the things, like Kelly Mom has has some great info on this, and I was looking for something very specific, which I found, which I'm going to talk about, which I was kind of excited about. But um, Kelly Mom does have some really great tips about the reflux and kind of what to watch for and what to look for. Um, but 
what she one of the things she says here is current information on reflux indicates that testing or treatment for reflux in babies younger than 12 months should be considered only if spitting up is accompanied by poor weight gain or weight loss or severe choking lung disease or other complications the infant with significant reflux who seems to be growing well and has no other significant health problems benefits most from little or no therapy um, and that came from an article on you know about gastro gastroesophageal reflux disease in infants written by a doctor but it is very very common that you see babies i mean like probably oh god i can't even put a number to it how many babies i have on reflux meds and i think a lot of it too is because it's so many there's so many yeah there are so many and the stuff that I kept finding about it when I was researching for this was came down to education for the parents. That's what it comes down to. Right. Education. Right. That's what so much of it is. Yeah. I think of anything is just realizing what's normal and what's not. Exactly. And parents go into the doctor, the baby's spitting up, the baby's really fussy. I don't know what to do. Of course we have the whole, you know, country in a tizzy about, having babies sleep completely flat on their back in a bassinet so you try to do that with a baby that has reflux and they're uncomfortable completely flat on their back and they're they're crying so it's just like you have parents who are just freaking out because they're like what do I do and they go to the pediatrician and they're like okay just let's try this medication without any anything else without educating like without referring to a specialist like right so it's really very very difficult. One of the other things that I try to tell moms to do, some of the, the some of the tips that we have for reflux. One of the um, I have I do know some pediatricians and some doctors that will try to shy away from medicating because they don't want to. So they'll tell parents, okay, here's some things that you can try. But a lot of times parents are just like, no, I just want to give them something. Yeah. Um, but you have to remember, we don't know what kind of implications these medications can have going forward. We don't know. Like, do we, we just don't know, like, is this going to cause any kind of issue for them long-term taking right. this medication as an, as an infant? So right. medication should, I mean, you know, medication is certainly needed in certain situations, but all of the risks should be, should be balanced out. Right. Right. Exactly. You know, before. Um, so some things that we usually say, is to have frequent smaller feedings because if you think about reflux for us the more you eat the worse it is right the fuller you are the more uncomfortable you are and I know like I've got reflux I never had reflux until I was pregnant and then I was like what is Uh, going on here I'd wake up like feeling pukey you can't lay down flat you know it was just I think with the when I was pregnant with the twins I couldn't lay down flat at all. Like it was just terrible. Um, but the more you, and they would always tell you like smaller, frequent feedings, you have to eat smaller amounts, just closer together, you know, like just and spacing it out. So that's what we say with breastfeeding too. But sometimes moms are just so already overwhelmed by feeding a baby all the time that going to smaller, frequent feedings is like, yeah, no, I don't want to do that. Sometimes babies will automatically do that, though, if they're refluxy, because that's more comfortable for them. So they'll just take smaller amounts, and that's fine. Let them do that. 
um, trying to do some breastfeeding in an upright position. So I have seen babies who are reflux babies where mom's trying to feed them like in the cradle position and it's just, they're too, too horizontal, you know, like they need to be up a little bit more because as soon as it's going down, it's coming back up again. So if yeah. you kind of like put them in a more of like a little bit of an upright position, um, they're more like belly to belly with you, but they're a little bit more upright. That can be a little bit more helpful for them too. So alternating what kind of breastfeeding position you're in can be helpful. Um, babies that are overfed have a hard time with, with um, reflux too, but we can talk more about that after a word from our sponsor. Right on. Right on. Today's episode is brought to you by Ruminant Nursing Wear. If you're a mom holding your flanges in place or trying to keep them propped up with your knees while pumping and never getting as comfortable as you want, there is a game changer out there. Ruminant's Pump and Nurse Collection has a variety of all-in-one hands-free pumping tank tops and bras that you can both nurse and pump in, even at the same time. Their patented design allows moms to comfortably wear all day. When baby wants to nurse, you nurse. And when you need to pump, you can pump hands-free and never have to disrobe or put on extra garments. Rumina's amazing all-in-one products can help you have a more comfortable and seamless breastfeeding experience. Check out Rumina's Pump and Nurse Collection at pumpandnurse.com to see why thousands and thousands of breastfeeders are choosing Rumina for their breastfeeding journey. Plus... Use code BB19, that's BB19 as in badass breastfeeder, on your favorite Pump and Nurse product and get 20% off at pumpandnurse.com. And today's episode is also brought to you by Fairhaven Health. With the Milky's Milk Trays, you can make make the chore of pumping and storing breast milk easier. The milk trays look like regular ice cube trays, but actually have 16 semi-cylinder cavities that each hold one ounce of breast milk. Your milk is frozen into one ounce sticks. The milk sticks fit through all bottle openings and allow you to, to thaw just the right amount of milk for each feeding so you are not wasting even a drop of your precious liquid gold. The milk trays come with lids that protect your milk while it freezes and allow for stacking to free up space in your freezer. Once frozen, you can simply transfer the milk sticks to a freezer bag, freeing up your milk trays for more milk. Reusable, environmentally friendly, and made with food-safe plastic. The milk trays can be used for baby food later. Head to fairhavenhealth.com. That's fairhavenhealth, F-A-R-H-A-V-E-N, health.com. And use promo code BADASS for 10% off of your purchase. And all of these sponsors and their links and their promo codes can be found at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, along with all of our breastfeeding resources, all of our other episodes, and information about scheduling your very own lactation consultation with Diane. So, as I was saying, overfeeding is a cause of um reflux can be linked to reflux and that kind of goes along with you know eating too much obviously and that gives you that refluxy thing so if your baby is starting to have reflux symptoms maybe you know take a look at what their feeding routine looks like is it a baby you've gone back to work and they're getting more bottles are they being overfed you know like that could be why all of a sudden they're having more reflux symptoms so that's something to consider too Um, but it is like you said it's less common in breastfed babies because they digest it better. They digest it a lot faster. They just digest the milk. So you're going to see a lot less 
reflux with them than you would with um, with formula feeding. If your baby is exposed to tobacco smoke, that has a significant contributing factor to reflux. Um, it is worse when they're laying on their back. So sometimes moms will be like, well, I know I should keep the baby sitting upright or, or upright for, you know, several minutes after feeding, but I've, st- you know, I, I have another toddler or I do this, put them in a sling, put them in a wrap, you know, like that is the best thing for them. Just yeah. feed them and wrap them up, carry them in a, do some baby wearing and that'll keep them upright and comfortable. And you'll see a lot less spitting up with that too. It's, you know, as soon as you're done feeding. Um, and like I was saying about like, you know, changing them, if you're squishing their legs up, that's going to cause more of that. You're just pushing the stomach contents up into their, you know, up into their mouth. So maybe roll them from side to side while you're changing a diaper instead of pushing their legs up. Some things that I hear being recommended for reflux is thickening their feeds. And this is particularly what I was looking for. And, um, when I was looking for information, because I do hear it suggested quite a bit where they will, pediatricians will recommend, or maybe, you know, family members or moms or, you know, grandmothers, whatever, will recommend putting rice cereal in the bottle because it helps the food to stay down. You know, it just kind of like makes it a little bit heavier from coming up and it helps with reflux. So I will hear this suggested even for breastfed babies. They'll say, you know, well, if your baby's getting a bottle or maybe plan on having a bottle a day and put some dry cereal in it so that you can thicken it up so that it won't, you know, come up. This is something that has been out and around for a long, long, long time. So does it work? This is what was said in Kelly Mom, and I just, I love it because it, really kind of puts it out there. Thickened feeds can reduce spitting up, but studies have not shown a decrease in reflux index scores. So the silent reflux is probably still present. So you still got the GERD. So maybe the baby's not spitting it up, but it's probably still coming up. Um, this is from a gastroesophageal reflux you know, doctor saying the effect of thickened feeds may be more cosmetic, so you're not seeing the spitting up, but they're still probably having symptoms of it. Thickened feeds have been associated with increased coughing. It may also decrease gastric emptying time and increase reflux episodes and aspiration. So if... Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine how that would not make things worse. Right. And this is why I, lo- I loved this. I loved this piece of it because this is something that I was not aware of because I never looked into it this deeply before, you know, rice cereal will not effectively thicken breast milk due to the amylase, which is an enzyme that digests carbohydrates that is naturally present in breast milk. So if a pediatrician says to you, put some rice milk or put some rice cereal in the breast milk, because that will help thicken it up and keep your baby from having reflux, tell him or her, that's not going to work because my breast milk is already breaking that rice cereal down. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So that is a really important component to remember too. So your breastfed baby, you know, introducing solids early to them is not going to help the reflux. You know, it, this is just something that 
a lot of times once babies are sitting up more, they're stronger, like in the beginning when they're first born, their systems are just so immature. It's, there's just no way around that. They're so immature and things need time to strengthen up and process and grow. And this is part of that process. Yes, we want the babies to be comfortable. Obviously, we don't want them to be, you know, uncomfortable or screaming or anything like that. But medicating them isn't necessarily going to be the trick either. So we really need to look at different ways to keep them comfortable instead of just going into just medication all the time. Right. And, and, and realizing, like you were saying before, that's, that a lot of it is normal. Right. Right. A lot of it and is And that normal. you don't need to intervene a lot of the times. But just like knowing that, um, if you had a preemie, that this might be something that's going to be more common. But I have also had moms say to me, well, the doctor said the baby's got reflux. And, but they also are encouraging the mom to, you know, feed, don't feed the baby more than every three or four hours. And it's like, well, that totally contradicts the comfort for the baby for reflux. So why are we spreading out their feeds and making them bigger if it's a baby that's struggling with reflux anyway? So it's just none of it makes sense, these, the advice that's being given to these mothers. So what it comes down yeah, to is on like this and a lot of if, things. Exactly. If your baby is struggling with reflux if, or if you think that there's a reflux problem, that is normal a lot of the time. And we just have to find out how to be comfortable, you know, how to make it comfortable for the baby. That's keeping them a little bit more upright, smaller, frequent feeds. Spitting up is not a crisis. It's okay. And if they're happy, like if they're screaming their heads off and then they spit up and then they're fine, then that's probably, you know, they're, they're having more discomfort. So we need to find a way to make them more comfortable. And by the way, the medication does not fix the spitting up. They usually still spit up with medication. It just keeps the acid away. So here's a little bit of information on that too which is really quite interesting. The stomach to the esophagus, the backflow from the stomach to the esophagus is hidden unless the baby vomits or spits up. It is the reflux that came out of the mouth and the, or the nose. And because we have communication between the back of the oral cavity and the nose. So sometimes people will say, Oh my gosh, the baby spit out, you know, like the baby spit up so much that it was coming out their nose. That's not uncommon because it's all connected. So it's all connected. Yeah. yeah. Um, so sometimes it seems like the baby spit up more than what he's taken in, which I hear that all the time too. Yeah. This stomach needs to empty into the intestine so that the amount of reflux fluid is small as possible. This takes a while and is called gastric emptying. It will be faster and calmer, the calmer the baby is. Therefore I do indicate, and this is written by, um, this was written by that doctor, the article that I had sent to you. So this is a really good one. I do indicate the raised headboard, but the burp position with the back slaps causes me astonishment. And I thought that was funny. So what she's saying here is like, <laughs> we want the baby to be in a calm environment for digestion because that's helpful. So we just stick the baby up on our, on our shoulder and we smack him in the back, you know, like, so I, I mean, like, I thought that was kind of funny, but she's yeah. saying that that might not necessarily be the best thing. Um, digestion has to be done in quietness. That's why we don't swim after eating because we're supposed to be digesting and we're not going to be able to digest if you're like running all over town. 
One of the components of gastric juice is a fantastic substance called hydrochloric acid. It aids digestion and signals that various other digestive substances are produced. Not to mention that it is an excellent barrier to protect babies from viruses, bacteria, fungi, roundworms, guardias, etc., which enter the mouth and nose. So he participates in such a balance of defenses and health of the microbiota. So think about whether your baby's cry is such a severe gastroesophageal reflux or if heartburn is so destructive to your life that it's worth blocking this acid with omeprazole or ranitidine, which are the medications that were, are being given. So basically what this doctor is saying is the medications that are given for reflux are blocking the acid that is in the stomach, but the acid that's in the stomach is important. It has a purpose. So if we're yeah, blocking right. that, like, is it, is that something that we really want to do? You know, we, yeah, like it's causing more problems. Right. I mean, you know, that's what we have to think about with all kind of medication. Like all medications have a side effect. All have like, you know, other things that they do. And so we have to balance like, the risk benefit. Right. And, you know, having their baby, uh, having the baby on their left side can be also a little bit more comforting for them than just flat on their back. Um, so maybe prop them a little bit more to the left, or if you're holding them, hold them on their left side. Cause that can, um, help with digestion or faster digestion if they're on the left. And I've even tried that like for myself for my own reflux, like at night or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. I'll try to lay more on my left side, but Trying to do different things to comfort your baby. Suckling aids in gastric emptying. So sometimes oh. if your baby is just, you know, at the breast after they've eaten and they're just kind of like, how people go, oh, the baby's using me as a pacifier, which we have an episode right. on, <laughs> if you want to go back to that episode. Yeah. Think about it as that helps them to digest. So that non-nutritive suckling, which what we call it, not using your, ba your baby using you as a pacifier the non-nutritive suckling helps them to digest faster. So you're actually helping with their reflux symptoms when you let them do that. So there's lots of ways to help your baby stay comfortable as they grow out of the reflux, which they do without medicating them. But knowing a lot of it is education about it. You just have to know this is normal and we just have to find yeah. ways to keep your baby healthy and keep your baby comfortable and you comfortable because a lot of this comes up more out of the parents' anxiety. Oh my God, the baby's spitting yeah, up. The baby's right. spitting up. What do we do? Yeah. It's scary when you see yeah, that. Yeah, it is. And you just want them to, you know, you get nervous that they're not gaining anything. It looks like way more than what, you know, I just fed yeah. them and then they just spit it all up. Like, what do I do? So a lot of it is education. It really is. And knowing and educating yourself on, okay, this is something that's really common with babies. How do I, how do I keep it, my baby more comfortable? That's really what it comes down to. Try to stay away from the medication piece if you can. Yeah. But don't put cereal in And get bottle. a lactation consultant yes. involved. If your doctor is saying, well, this is what's going on and we're going to just put them on medication, say, well, you know, I'd like to bring in a lactation consultant so I could talk more about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you are on medication for, or if you do have your baby on medication now for the reflux, you know, maybe if they've, especially if they've been on it for a couple of months, maybe kind of try to get off of it and see how your baby does, you know, like try to wean down. You can't just stop it, but try to like wean it down right. a little bit and, you know, give them less or 
don't increase the dosage because a lot of times they'll have you increase the dosage as the baby gets bigger. So don't increase the dosage and see if you can kind of naturally come off of it because you should not need it for very long. Yeah. So definitely. Well, that was great info, Diane. Thank you. Try to please. But reflux (laughs) is really a big thing. Like I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm I'm sure we'll have a lot of people that kind of come back to us after this episode and say, yeah, my baby's on these meds and you know, I didn't know what to do or whatever because it's really, 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 really common right now. And then I've had a lot of like, my dietitian friend who's fantastic, she's like, oh my gosh, I don't think people realize how much this interferes with absorption of things later on in life. Like, it's just, there's so much to it that I just, we need more education for sure. Yeah. So, so that's it. That's my spiel on reflux. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.